You're listening to Alana Fitzgerald's Because I Can podcast. Hope you enjoy. Well, a big, big howdy to everybody out there in podcast land. Thank you for joining me on Alana's Because I Can podcast. I'm so excited today and I know I say it all the time, but we have such a special, gifted, beautiful, kind, loving, wonderful, incredible person here today besides <laughs> myself. <laughs> we have Joe Harmer from Mains of Change. Big hello to you, Joe. How are you going? I'm going very well. How are you? I'm bloody good. And we were just having a, a chat. Now, I mm-hmm. want you, we're going to set the scene, listeners. So, mm-hmm. Joe is in Stanthorpe. So, for anyone in yeah. Australia, you probably know where that is. And for every, if you're listening in America or anywhere else, it's in the country. And mm-hmm. so, w- what are you doing at the moment, Joe, so that you can get um, reception? Okay. I'm actually, I've driven to the middle of 5,000 acres. Nice. And I'm sitting in my car looking at kangaroos at sunset. And an aggressive plover. <laughs> <laughs> now, if anyone doesn't know what a plover is, it's a bird and it's had babies oh and gosh. it's got the shits on. It's like they used to Yeah, and they have – it is being protective, but they have these little hooks on the back of their, um, their little legs. They, um, yeah, you don't mess with a plover. No. He can just do what he wants. That's right. Yep, fair enough. I'll back mm-hmm. away. So, yeah, back away. So that's what I'm doing to get reception and we have three bars, so hopefully um, oh, that's hopefully. enough. Yep, so um, yeah. if it cuts out, listeners, it's not because uh, Jo's hung up. She's run out of reception <laughs> and will be barreling in the car through the paddock trying to find <laughs> somewhere else. It's so true and it's so boggy. It's so boggy at the moment. So oh. we'll be barreling and bogging. Like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, dear. I hope you don't get <laughs> stuck. Oh, if I get stuck, I get stuck. Just walk home. Oh, dear. <laughs> I hope you got the galoshes on, gumboots. Um, always, yeah. always. I yeah. always have my, they, even in summer, yeah. um, it's very, I find it, it's quite appealing. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, I to be wearing like shorts <laughs> and um, some good pair of rubber boots because I also have um, paranoia with snakes and obviously we're oh. in the middle of snake snake breeding season mm-hmm. as well. So you've got a lot of um, frisky little snakes sneaking around. <laughs> so my logic is they... If you train on one, they're going to strike above your ankle. So a normal boot won't do. Yep. So rubber boots. Yep. Rubber boots, very attractive. Oh, it's beautiful. And um, Yeah. And you get a really good tan line. Oh, yes. <laughs> of course. It's a shocker. You would. It's fashion forward, darling. <laughs> yeah, because it's like country people. Oh, wow, your arms are so tanned. Yeah, they are. Oh, mm. your thighs. Yeah, they're tanned. Okay, what's going on down there? Like, <laughs> Yeah, so, pretty bad. Yep, and yeah. it's, it's even better suntan lines than thongs or jandals if you're in New Zealand. Like yes, or the the short boot ones. That the the, uh, the galosha gum boot suntan lines. Love them. They're so uh, special. Mm. It's, it's a shocker. You're safety so conscious. Now I am with snakes. Yeah. Oh, there's also you. There's some bulls that um absolutely adore I, you that, that you're waiting you, on as you're sitting there. Now, also, people, it's, uh, it's probably about quarter to six here. We're in Queensland in Australia, so at yeah. night, p.m., so that means it's getting dark too. So you're very brave out there. there would be mozzies and... Oh. Yeah, but I'm in my little cone of silence, but the boys may... That's the bulls. So the boys... It, yeah, sorry, it's the boy. Yeah, I can't say bulls. <laughs> That's so we're going to have a discussion. I know, you are prompting me <laughs> so much to say ball, aren't you? Yep. So I'm South Australian, so South Australians talk a little bit different. 
and apparently I can't I can't roll my L's. So when I say ball, somehow I managed to put a W in there. So I will I will say tennis ball or the ball in the paddock. And yeah. to me, I'm saying two different things. But, but to any men, I have a conversation about my balls <laughs> in the paddock. They give me this like sideways uh-huh. kind of okay. Yeah. So. Um, the male cows. Male cows, you could yes, okay. So and th- it, they're, they're normally the there, what like because they yeah. just love you, but they're not there at the moment. No, they'll come over. So they um, Friday night is Braveheart night. So I have this. They have a routine on Friday night. What is they it? come and Braveheart night. I right. call it. In, yes, yes. So Braveheart is the name I've given one of the balls. So the Charolais balls. They're very big. Yep. And um, he just. He likes to have a rumble on Friday night with a neighbouring bull. So oh. he comes past like a foghorn and then he stops <laughs> and just, he just, and you're inside and you go, oh, here he comes. Like oh. it's a foghorn and he's determined and he comes past, but then he'll stop and he just puts like brave heart mud on his face going into oh. battle. He's ready. And he's then, getting ready, putting the oh, paint yeah, on. Yeah. And the other one comes down the hill like with major attitude and then they both just get to the fence and chew their lips. Like, <laughs> like this, I'm gone there, and half the time I'm just getting out the shower. I look out and I go, "Oh, it's time for a rumble, boy." Yeah, and like, oh yeah, game on, game on, game on, and then it's like, no, nah, nah, we're right. Yeah, yeah, just um, it just, just <laughs> how, how was your day, Billy? Yeah, how was your day, Billy? Yeah, good night. Yeah, yeah. cool. And I just go all of that. <laughs> all that, that that is very um, like. Some males, you know, the big come on, oh, man, yeah. oh, come on and they put their like watermelons yeah. under their arms and they're come on, come yeah, on. Yeah, water exactly. And yeah. that's how I used to say, like, whether it was a grapefruit, grapefruit or a watermelon. Yes. And and the balls are the same and they come past but they've just forgot to do leg day. So they've got <laughs> these little something little legs and they come past you and you just go, Oh, okay, cool. Mm. It's the boys. Can I, yeah, can yeah. get into it? And then they're just now, hey Barry, how's it going? And then they, I know, and then they just stand there like, nah, she's right. Yeah. yeah. She's all bluff. <laughs> and I just go, wow, that was a lot. See you next Friday. Yeah, righto. See you, see you next Friday for a rumble. <laughs> and I don't know who they're trying to impress because I'm the only female well, like, at, the, at the moment. Yeah, see, it's you. They just love you. And, and, I think so. Yeah. Oh, wait, now, let's um, – I could talk to you forever. <laughs> I even forget that the listeners are there. Lucky I've got this beat button. I'll probably get carried away, I'll tell you. So <laughs> now let's talk about Mains of Change. Now that's Mains, yeah. M-A-N-E-S, uh, listeners, which is like a horse mane as well. Yeah. So if you want to tell us about that, how you started that and why and all that stuff. Okay, so it's a bit of a story. Yeah. So sit back, relax. I will. <laughs> and enjoy the flight. Okay. Um, <laughs> you used to be a flight attendant. Uh, intended, I, attendant. <laughs> I did not, but apparently I do hand oh. signals quite dramatically. Oh, that I show. Oh, no, no, it was Shay. It's Shay used yes. to be a flight attendant. Oh, my gosh, imagine me as a flight attendant. I, <laughs> I would just be chatting to everybody and just me forget. Me too. I'd like, be on the rose. microphone. Oh, you'd be singing. Yeah. I, I'd be going along going, so what do you reckon about horses? Did you know there's more to them? Like, have you ever been on a horse? Like, not running, no, no. Have you yeah, seen, we'd be dropped off. See, <laughs> dropped off the first thing or parachuted yeah. out. Yeah, just not even parachute. Have Oof. you seen Flying High, that movie? If anyone yeah. has seen that, it is such a funny movie. It's quite an old movie, but it is so funny. that That's just what it reminded me of then. Yeah. <laughs> Like, just like, 
So no, I wasn't a flight attendant. Right. Okay. Um, I'm sure it's lovely to be a flight attendant. Yes. But I, yes. No, talk too much. <laughs> um, so Mains of Change. So Mains of Change is a equine facilitated mentoring program mm-hmm. where we use the horses as mentors and we teach basic horsemanship. And in addition to uh, teaching, educating people that there's so much more to horses than riding. Yeah. Um, so it's, it works both ways, helping the people and helping the like future generations of horses. That a horse can be the perfect companion animal; it doesn't have to be ridden. So, yes. especially when it comes to off the track race horses that may not be able to be ridden anymore, it's okay to have a horse in a paddock and not think that you have to ride it. Yes, that's so, beautiful. That is yeah. so beautiful. That's my passion. Yeah, absolutely. And and I grew up in in Tamworth on a farm. Uh, my yeah. grandfather was actually a, a horse breeder and and trainer. He was nice. a thoroughbred trainer. So, but we had all oh. sorts of other horses on the farm as well. And you know, I just my favourite thing in the world since I was pretty much born. I was on yeah. a horse, and yeah. I'd have just be around them all the time. I didn't always have to be riding them. I'd and I'd That's ride it. bareback all the time. I'd go. I'd no saddle, I was wild as, um, and yeah. I'd get on my horse and go right up the top paddock and then I'd just get off my horse and walk around and he'd follow me and I'd sit down yeah. and lean on his front legs sit and sit under his neck and we'd just sort of chat, you know, and just yeah. hang out. I didn't have to be on him. It's just beautiful. They're the most beautiful animals. Well, they are and they regulate our heart rates to theirs. So we become like when we're in their energy and like in, in around their vibe, you automatically – start living in the moment like the horse yeah. so all your worries will go away and yes. and we work a lot with clients helping them to regulate their energy or being having self-confidence or yeah. um people that may be suffering from depression helping them just get a different mindset around that you know just for this moment the world you know everything's okay bring yourself back to this moment yeah um That's when so when you're cool. away from the horses and they're extremely powerful so um yeah yeah, they are my absolute passion. That that is just beautiful and powerful. Is such a good word to use about the horses too, because oh, absolutely, it, it's just absolutely. Listen to my bloody phone. Can you hear that? No, what's it doing? Oh, I should have shut my pie hole that night. <laughs> yeah, you should have because you have just dog, and you could have said it was because I'm out in the bush. You could have blamed me. Yeah, I could have too. Well, that's why well, I was seeing if anyone, if you could hear it or if the listeners could hear it, but I can't ask the listeners. Anyway, let's, no. let's just uh, move yeah. on as you were, pretend that didn't happen. Um, <laughs> yes, so horses, just love it and I love what you do. So, yep, keep going. Yeah. So, Mains of Change, um, basically around five years ago, I was in a relationship um, up here on the Granite Belt and the relationship was sort of, it had run its course because it was a little bit crowded. Yeah. <laughs> like oh. there was a lots of people in that relationship, okay. um, which I wasn't aware of, but I became aware of. So it was oh. time, time to go. And um, I was sort of in the process of planning and, and leaving. And when I had a horse riding accident, right? And um, I came off a horse, yep. And I was knocked out, right. and I actually saw my body on the ground. Oh, did you have a near-death experience? I did. I saw my body and I saw my sunglasses. Which oh. is, I don't know why that's so random, but when I came back, the first came to, the first thing I said was, don't let him tread on my sunglasses. Oh, wow. I know, because that's just me. Oh, that's <laughs> just so funny. Random. I know, don't worry. You just cracked your helmet and cracked your head and yeah. everything else. You just died and come back, yeah. but hey, don't you stand yeah, on my sunny's body. Yeah, sunglasses. <laughs> I, so I had this accident and um, I... 
took a little while to recover. I was had a broken coccyx and I spent a lot of time sitting on my deck um, on the farm and overlooking my horses. Yeah. And I could not comprehend why the universe had decided that I wasn't leaving. Like I really wanted to leave. I was all set to go. Yeah. And I just sat there and, and the horse that I actually came off at, off of was just stare at me. And I just say, buddy, like, why now? Like, why have you done this now? Mm. And um, then I just got three little words in my head, um, which were names of change. Oh, that and is I awesome. remember, I, I know, <laughs> I wrote them down and I looked at my horse and I'm going, what does this even mean? I don't know, but I quite like the sound of names of change. Yeah. So wrote it down, wrote it in my little diary and then wrote it on a little bit of paper and washed it into my phone. And, and uh, yeah, just basically spent the rest of the time recovering, but then I started realising that since the hit on the head, I started feeling, um, probably the best way, I could feel what animals were feeling. So I could feel if I was around an animal, if my back would start twitching or if my fingernail would hurt or, and then I started, like now it's, second nature to me back then it's like why is everything hurting yeah um or i'd get quite um i could feel emotionally how an animal was feeling oh my and god that's so beautiful i know and i also started um just having like quite a few experiences um but probably one of the most um the biggest one that was like hey this is what you can do now mm. was um my parents were up from adelaide and um, and this shows obviously I still had a head trauma. I don't know what I was doing. Yeah. And um, they, I came home from work and I said, let's drive into town to buy some pillows. And I oh actually hate shopping. <laughs> <laughs> like, who was this person? Yeah. <laughs> so it was a random thing. Yeah. Yes. So big adventure. We're going to town, and um, to town is only like to buy pillows mm-hmm. like why Very random. I don't go to town I know so random so to go into Stanford from where I was living it was about 40 k's I think mm-hmm. and um, I had three different roads I could take so I would had the main highway which was the straightest obviously route and speed I had a road to my left I could take which would cut back into the highway and then I had a road to my right and so I remember it was, I sat there for a moment and I'm there and now I'm going to go the road to the right, which I rarely went to go to town. Yeah. And um, so we chop off and I'm doing 100Ks and we're flying on this back road. And then um, all of a sudden I just went, oh, there's a horse in a hole. Oh. And my dad said, what are you talking about? And so I just hit the picks. And, um, hit the brakes, that means people. Oh, the, sorry. Does it? <laughs> is, this, <laughs> is that a country thing? It's the picks? I don't I'm from the country. You know what? I just make up another language and then I just, wherever I am, I go, that's a Queensland thing if I'm in Adelaide. And then if I'm Adelaide, I go, that's a Queensland. Queensland. I turn it around so I don't actually look like an idiot. So I'm just going to say that's a Queensland. I hit the pick. (laughs) I'll agree with you. It's a Queensland thing. I'm telling the American people in New Zealand. (laughs) So it means breaks, people. Yeah, I hit the pick. Yep. And um, my parents go like, what are you doing? And I know there's a horse in a hole. Wow. And so I did it. Yeah. So I did a Yui and I came back and um, I went to this house. So I went up the driveway and there was no one there. And I'm, dad's going, you can't even see from the road. Like, I mean, no, no, there's a horse in the hole. And I walked around the back of this property. A horse and in the hole, you're saying. A horse in the yeah. hole. And Amazing. I walked around the back 
and there was a horse oh. in a septic tank. Oh, mm. my God. Yeah. So I'm there, ooh. Um, oh so it went from um, zero to 100 really quickly because I'd seen something on um, TV the week before about um, horse rescues, you calling the fire, uh, like the fireys. So okay. called the fireys and it went from, um, he was in the hole. I actually, as life would have it or the universe would have it, Everyone's going, whose house is this? And I'm there, I don't know. And then I'm there, oh, yes, I do know the lady, but I don't have her details. And then I remembered that months earlier, I'd done a, some, taken some photos at a horse event and she wasn't didn't have Facebook, so she'd actually given me her mobile number. Oh, you're joking. And that yeah, was her so house? Had, it was her house. Oh, so I rang her and she was at a chook show. As she would be. <laughs> she was at a chook show. <laughs> <laughs> she was at a chook show. And it's she not, was it's not a a Kentucky Fried Chicken. People. No. It's chicken. I'm at she the was, chook she show, a, Barry. She was at a chook show in Brizzy. So it's like, oh, and like that's like quite a drive. It is. So, um, yeah, so the poor bugger, every time he tried to get out, and he was blind. So he was oh 23 years old, completely God. blind, and he it was freezing. He would have been so oh, frightened. I know, I know. Oh, and, um, that's so awful, that poor horse. So he, at one stage, because um, every time they tried to get him out, the suction would would pull him back oh, down. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. And then he, um, his, I was holding his head and I'm there, you're right, buddy. And his head just sort of went floppy. And I'm there, no, 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 we're not on my shift. So we had the oh. fire brigade, some local people with trucks and cranes and news crews. And it was big. And, um, oh, yeah, God. we got him out. They oh, got him out. He, he was God. Put, I know. <laughs> He was up in the air, and then everybody left me, and it's like, what? You know, he, you know, he's not my horse ride. Like, <laughs> so everybody oh. just just sort of went, and so I found um, an old horse rug, and I dried him off, and um, rang the lady, and she was just so thankful because she yes. was basically saying, "We're, we're going to have to have him put down. Like, if, if oh. he's too old to deal with this, like in the hole, it was that bad." Yeah. And um, anyway, so I didn't sleep. I hardly slept because I was so worried about him, and. I sent her a message on SunUp and she goes, no, he's, he survived. He's, he's still here and he's happy as Larry. And oh. I'm there, wow. And then about it, she, uh, she said to me, why did you stop? And I said, because I heard there's a horse in a hole. Oh, she said, but God. you couldn't see him from the road, Joe. And I said, I know. I just heard there's a horse in a hole. So you heard um, a, like a voice. I don't know. It was just like a thought, like it's like the words horse in a hole. And, and yep. you're going, and I'm there, okay, horse in a hole, like, and hit the picks. I couldn't see him. Yeah. Um, so that was, I say horses call you in or animals call you in when they need help. And yep. I believe he called me in because one, shopping sucks. And um, if I am going to go shopping, pillows is probably not high on my agenda no. of what I would be buying. Yep. It's probably more like loosen. <laughs> yes. And gumboots. <laughs> and gumboots. Um, so, yeah. So That's about a week amazing. later, yeah, I drove, um, I drove past up to his property and I pulled over and he was in the distance so he had a companion horse that was his eyes yeah. and um, he put his little, I got out the car and I didn't speak but I stood at the fence line and he put his um, his nose up and he got um, a scent of me yeah. and he walked over and he'd walked to the fence line, he came over, he sniffed me. He said and thank then you. He, he did this knicker, you know, <gasps> one of those really deep knickers yes. that like this. And then just walked away. Oh, my God. 
Yeah. Yep, a definite thank you. Oh, my heart was going that fast and then I was nearly crying and then I'm leaning back in my chair thinking, oh, shit, I've got to be near the microphone. I'm like, oh, my God, that is just amazing. And when when you were saying about um, when you got to the crossroads, like you could go those yeah, like yeah. three different ways. Exactly. I think that's also like a crossroads of your life because that's your first big major one that you remember after your accident of your, that horse Absolutely. calling you in for help and spirit helping you. Absolutely. Everything aligned and you saved that horse. So if you'd have gone another way, maybe that gift wouldn't have come out. That's like your crossroads. You're sitting there and went, no, I'll go this way. And Absolutely. thank God you did. Yeah. And I'm a big believer in um, like, Everything, I never regret anything in my life. Like, so even my relationship, I take that as part of my journey that Mm. that led me to means of change. I I never sit there and go, oh, you know, that was a shit fight. That shouldn't have happened. It's like, no, that part, that made me who I am today. Exactly. And um, put me, put me on my path. Yep. I totally um, agree. Totally agree. Yeah. So we had the horse in the hole and we had another few things with us, like, Cats and everything appearing randomly in the middle of the night that were lost, and yeah. and I started thinking, okay, there's something, you know, you start thinking, what's going on? Like these animals are coming to me when they need help, or I'm walking past an animal and I'm getting a twitch, and you suddenly have to say to the owner, like, you know, it's a bit of dicky leg, like, and they haven't looked at that leg before, yeah. and and I'm not saying that I heal animals or I cure them or anything else. What I do is. I just give a bit of an insight to an owner and then an owner can turn around and do with that what they want. So take it to the vet and say, look, can we just have a look at that? Or can we think outside the square a little bit and what about, because obviously any gift is sort of like, you know, um, you're a white witch. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And and because I am like quite out there and everything with my, I'm quite spiritual with my work and working with the the horses and with a lot of, People on the spectrum as well, yep. getting to know them, they're just all empaths. They just have this amazing way with animals and mm-hmm. nature and, yep. yeah, yep. so that's why they crave for, you know, being around the animals and being in the outdoors because it grounds them that's and it's right. not a lot. Yep. It's just so simple. Like it just back to the moment and when they're in mainstream schooling or in shopping centres, it's too much. It's like a white noise constantly. I so they, um, absolutely yeah. know what, what you mean. And yeah. because like, I grew up on a farm too and I I've have a huge connection with, with all animals, I always have. I knew yeah. since I was pretty much born, um, well, since I was little, I didn't pop out and go, I'm not having kids because I couldn't talk because <laughs> I was just born. But since yeah. I was little, I have always known that I, I wouldn't have kids, not that I couldn't, that I wouldn't, and that I'm here to look after animals. And yeah. I just love being around animals and nature and I can really I talk to them I hug them I look in their eyes my dogs yeah. I tell them when I'm leaving I tell them what I'm doing when I'm coming home I, I cup their little faces in my hands and give yeah. them 50 million kisses and tell them how much that they're, they're always loved and safe and you just this connection so I, I know oh, what you mean with, with that and, absolutely and people that uh have a connection with animals and nature and that are really really kind and beautiful to animals mm. pretty much then they're, they're good people you know yeah that's yeah absolutely a it good... says a lot how someone how someone treats an animal but yes. also um how some how an animal interacts with a person yes. is all I need to know mm, um yep. and I know sometimes like you can't automatically say well my horse has walked away from that person that must be a shit person it might just mean that person's energy is really heightened. 
yep. they've come in in a really like they might be wound up over something. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, okay, let's just kick some dirt, lean over a ute, have a chat. Yep. Um, you know, just walk around and get their energy down, and the horse will come over. Yep. And it reflects to them too that if they're in a, say, it's someone who's re- um like returned servicemen, and mm-hmm. they've um it trying to interact in their family life again, and if they've got an attitude like that, be like, you know what, mate. No, but yeah. it teaches the horses, show them that that's what they're, they're putting out to the rest of the world. So let's get your energy down and the horse will want to come to you. So, of course, everybody else will be drawn to you as well instead of going, nope, yep. we're busy or, yeah, we're that, pushing away. So That is just so, so special. What what hmm. the gift you have, what you're doing, everything, I'm in, in awe. It is just so special and, and it means so, so much <laughs> to me because of my love of animals and, yeah. and, you know, the spiritual side of things and the gentleness and kindness and I'm just in awe. Okay, so um, now okay. where are we? <laughs> keep, keep so we, we, it took me then another year um, for my accident to actually leave my relationship yeah. and um, there was a lot of planning because I had horses. So yeah. you can't just literally travel 1800 kilometers across Australia um, mm. with a horse in the boot <laughs> so it was, it was quite a big deal um, so I planned my horses went on a horse trucking company a really good one mm-hmm. um, I packed what I could into my car I including my Labrador mm. and I that's all I took I left everything else that I owned at that farm yep. um, I then also I just sent a couple of um, back clothes, like a couple of suitcases of clothes yep. um, and some horse rugs on a back load of a truck. Yep. And um, yeah, my sister flew up and we literally Selma and Louise did across Australia. Oh, we um, love it. Yeah. Except for <laughs> like, the end bit. You clearly didn't drive off a cliff at the end. No, no, but we drove through a bloody shit storm of um, a dirt, like oh. a dust storm as we arrived in Adelaide. And I just remember going, what have I done? Oh. So, so part of the plan of moving back to Adelaide was nobody had, um, none of my family had property for my horses. And so I had to sort of, through a friend of a friend of a friend, there was a property that was looking for a farm sitter while they travelled overseas. Oh, yeah. And yeah, so that worked out quite well and I could bring my horses there. So I went there and um, it was a quite a big gig. Um, manually working, but that was okay. I was happy to do that. Yeah. And um so I was there and then they went overseas and I came home one day and I went to undo the first gate to get onto the property yeah. and the gate was done up. I couldn't work out how to unlatch it and then I realised it had been done up by a right-handed person. Oh. I'm left-handed. So a right-handed person had looped it around yeah. and a left-handed person had come in on a different angle and my brain couldn't comprehend, hold on. So I knew someone had been onto the property. Oh, that's scary. And, uh, it is a bit, but I just sort of walked in. And when I walked in, um, the house had been raided by the police. Oh, shit. So, um, yeah. So they were growing dope in a shed down the back and stealing electricity. Oh, no. Just what I needed. So, Thank you. um, yeah, cheers. So <laughs> I just gave the police a quick call and they go, oh, no, you're right. Just tell them when they come back. And okay. So I thought, you know what? I'm out. Yeah. So, um, I got my horses up to this beautiful property at Paracombe and I moved back in with my sister and um, onto a mattress on the floor with my 40-kilo Labrador as my companion. Oh, beautiful. And, um, yeah, so we moved back there, but, um, yeah, it was just life. And I remember I'd lay there at night and go, my God, what have I done? Still, I was still at the why have I left? Why did I do this? Yeah. It makes no sense. 
um, poor bugger me. And then um, that's, that's I just think stages was, that that we go through. Hey, it's just absolutely part of, part of absolutely. the process. Yeah, it's why every and everybody when they hear my story, they go, "Oh, chapter three, <laughs> chapter six, because <laughs> it just keeps going." So I um, about a week after I arrived back at my family, um, the truck rocked up, mm. and I'm there. Yay, truck got more clothes and everything, and um, I walked out, and they were got off two big barrels that had my horse blankets in it and then they gave me white suitcase and I said oh where's my others and they go don't know what you're talking about love oh. and I'm there um I had another two suitcases with all my clothes and then not you've got you've got um home insurance haven't you and I'm there no I don't because I didn't think I would need it to send three suitcases yeah and they go no nah, I can't help you can't <gasps> help you and my my brother-in-law was ready to arc up and I stood there and I, okay what else universe you've taken my home mm-hmm. you've taken one of my dogs you've now taken all my clothes. <laughs> um, so I li- literally was back to nothing um, oh. by losing that. And I just said, you know what, it's okay. I will never need those clothes again. Oh, wow. Um, brand new yeah. start. Like really brand new start. But- yeah, yeah. But at the time it's like, okay, what's next? Okay. Yeah. And it also bought a um, – I had a new car like before I left Queensland and I was, I paid, you know, I bought it outright and I was really proud of my brand new car and, but when I got to Adelaide, I needed money, so I had to sell that and buy a bloody bush basher. Oh. And um, and the thing was, this bush basher was the brightest bloody blue, so everybody knew when I was driving around. So I couldn't even just sneak around in an ugly car. <laughs> I was just like in the most there ugliest blue, exactly bush basher with hay hanging out the rear end. <laughs> now, and I'm in suburbia. I, just, I have to. <laughs> I have to explain to now, listeners. If if you're now going. What's a bush basher? I see. I know what you mean because I'm from the country. Yeah, and, and they're going. She's she's driving a what? She's got a what? A bush basher with hay hanging out her end? Is it coming out her ass? It's coming out my ass. <laughs> no, a bush basher oh is a car, so that hay would be in the car. Ah, uh, yep. she was a shocker. Yep. So I bought this bush basher, so I had had some more money, and um, the whole time I was contacting my my ex and saying, "Can I please have my horse float?" All I wanted was my horse float yeah. because in South Australia, there's such a um, the high risk of bushfires and they, and they are horrendous when those fires come through. Oh, that's awesome. And he would just go, can't sell it, can't do this. So in the end, I just gave up. So I'd been at my sister's, I think, for, I don't know, just over a year. Mm-hmm. And um, it was one December morning. Um, I think it was December the 19th in 2019 and I went up to feed my horses and they were about 30 minutes away on this beautiful property and um, I went up quite early in the morning and as I got there um, we were already probably sitting at 38 degrees Shit. and the north wind was coming straight from hell that's the only way I could explain it, it was yeah. coming straight from hell and, and I just had this really unsettled feeling in my tummy and I'm going oh today's not good so yeah. I went through the normal routine of a horse owner in bushfires so the horses have no halters on no fly valves, anything that can melt to their face is taken off. Yeah. Um, and then I line up on the fence their halters and their lead ropes, um, put their phone numbers on their hoof. Um, and also that way if I cannot get up to him, you pray that somebody else can save your horse's life. Yeah. Um, so oh, when dear. I got – yeah, it was shit. Um, so then I got up there and I walked over to fill their water up and – the horses came over and I was sort of squirting them down and with the water and, and I took a photo and when I looked at the photo, it had that reflection, the rainbow reflection going across my horses. 
Oh. And I remember going, oh, so many animals are about to cross over the Rainbow Bridge. Oh, no. That's mm, the first thought, and I was trying to get it out of my head. And yeah. I walked back to the paddock, back through oh. the paddock, and I got in my car, and I just told them I loved them, and I'll see them soon. Oh, just um, shivers saying about oh, the yeah. Rainbow. Yep. Oh. Yeah. And then I drove, as I was driving home, I went along this one road, and as I'm driving along it, it was like a premonition that all of a sudden all these houses were black. I could see them black as every time I went past a house, it was charred, like burnt. Oh, shit. And I'm going, okay, this is like shaking my head, like you're overthinking, I don't know what you're doing. And, and as I got to the end of the road, um, I had to stop because all the emergency services vehicles were coming and a bushfire had just broken out. Oh, dear. At 8, 8.30 in the morning. Yep. Oh, dear. So, and, and you had yeah. seen it and... Yeah, yep. I knew it was coming. Before, yep. So, yeah, so it was a fair way away from my horses at that point. Um, so I went home and just became, like, obsessed with wind on my phone, watching which way the wind was blowing. And my brain was so – I had to put maps up. I actually drew on a bit of paper north, south, east, west because my brother-in-law and sister kept going, look, we've told you which way north is. Because I'm going, so what does the wind mean when it's northwesterly? Does that mean that it's coming? from that way or heading that way. And I was getting really like doing my head in trying to track this wind Yep. Um, because the wind was like 80 k's an hour. It was mad. It was an inferno. Oh, and um, so scary. Oh, yeah. And then I saw this post on Facebook and it was this lady had said that she just got horses out and I didn't know her and I said to send her a private message and I said, whereabouts your horses? And they were um, just over from where mine were. And I just remember going, oh, God, I've got no float. And she said, do you need a hand? And that was so hard for me to say to a complete stranger, help. Yes, yes. I do. Yep. So she came around and by this time I think we're at 44 degrees. Holy hell. Yeah, with the wind as well. And um, we got two of my very scared horses on and she took them away. And when she took them away, I was left with my youngest horse, Forrest. Mm. And he started panicking, galloping around. Mm. Um, no wonder. Got, oh, dear. I know. Cause, I feel sick. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. So then he, um, well, I got heat strokes. So I was vomiting and I forgot to take water because I ran out of the house. So I was having yeah. to drink hot, hot horse water. And um, so then they came back and uh, you could see the smoke coming over the hills. And um, Forrest wouldn't get on. Like he just wouldn't get on the float. Because he was so, and, oh, God, I've got shivers then because he was so frightened. He was so frightened and, and, oh and because we're trying to get our heart rate down like it's okay, but we're also looking and then um, Beck said to me, she goes, it's his last try, Joe, but it's too oh. close. And I'm just going, come on, buddy, come on, buddy, and he got on. Oh, thank He got on. Fuck. So, yeah. I think I'm, I'm – oh. oh, my God, yeah. I'm having a heart attack. Thank, thank goodness I meant. I think I might have said yeah. the other word. Yeah. So, oh. yeah, so they all got on. So we moved in, um, down to a place called Golden Grove mm-hmm. and we had to bucket water in every day. And um, it was like the, where my horses were, there wasn't a hose could reach. And it was really hot. And Beck was there one day and I said, look, can I give you some money, please? I'm so grateful mm-hmm. that you got my horses out. Please yes. let me give you some money for fuel. You did, you know, two trips up there. And she said, no, no, but what you can help me with is um, time. I'm time poor if you want to pick up some of my horses. Put on me. Yeah, no stress. And then um, she came one day and she said, oh, Joe, um, there's a friend in the hills that the fire went through, um, destroyed all their fences, horses are burnt. Oh, um, no, no. Oh, my 
Yeah, like just singed, singed um, because they had the big Elvis helicopter dropping fire retardant, but it was coming and getting the water from their dam. Yeah. Um, so they, she said, you know, I've got a friend, which I'm just trying to get a gooseneck, so the big truck to get these. She had eight horses that weren't used to being floated. Mm-hmm. And I said, look, I'll come and give you a hand. She goes, oh, you don't have to. And I said, no, no, I'll, I'll come. And I still didn't really know Beck because I'd only met her like a few days earlier. And um, we went up to this property and it was like going through a war zone because people, oh. there was just horse floats everywhere oh. and people were like, just like ants running around. And, yeah. Um, just the look on their faces, just like they've been to hell. And yeah. um, so we got to this. Yeah, they had. So we got to this property and the horses were just sort of standing around and, and people don't realise that when a fire goes through, you lose your power, you lose your water, you lose your fencing. Yep. So if you've got stock, there's the first thing you need is fencing and feed and water and yep. pumps. Yeah. Um, and we got there and we're probably only there probably six minutes and um, the lady collapsed and her heart stopped beating. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Not funny, but yeah, that's like, okay, what's next? Yeah. So... Yeah, so we had to do CPR on her for 40 minutes oh. um, because the paramedics couldn't get through. Yeah. Um, oh, dear Lord. You, you, you're <laughs> put everywhere where you where you should be and helping. And then, I know, I know. That's... So we did CPR and I remember her dog bit my elbow because I was pumping mum's chest. Yes, of um, course. So he, he – Yeah. Yep, I understand. Yeah, protect, um, protecting mum. Yeah. Uh, then the paramedics, like lots of them arrived and – so they took her off and, and she survived, which is fantastic. Oh, and the um, yeah, and they said to Beck and I, they said, girls, like, you've been quite through a quite traumatic experience. You yeah. really need to take time to process this. Mm-hmm. Um, and we both said, no, no, we've got to get these horses. We have to get these horses out. And um, so a lovely guy called Luke rocked up with his uh, gooseneck. So we then spent the next five hours um, getting horses out. But why dealing with that, we also had to deal, I remember at one point, sex shoes melting from oh, the ground. my God. And I was standing there just, you know, just calming a horse ready for them to get on and we could hear gunshots on the neighbouring properties oh. for the animals, yeah, that had been burnt that needed to be um, put out of their misery. Yeah. Oh, my God, and I'm going to start crying. No, and that to me, at that moment, I remember going, okay, dude, you can lose your shit. You can take or you can look at the horse right in front of you and you can do everything you can for him and you can say, um, you can't save them all, focus on the one in front, focus on the one in front. Yeah. And that is the only way I got through that day. Oh, my God. Um, Your by changing my whole mindset, you can only save the one in front. You can only save, yep. focus on the one in front. Yep. So, yeah. I'm, I'm bawling now. I'm, I've leant right back <laughs> so you can't hear me. Sniffling and going yeah. on, but yeah. so that is everything that you've gone through and so traumatic and so. But for you to do that and to know, don't listen to what's happening in the background. Yeah, just focus, focus on the on, one in front. Yep, yeah, because you can only save the one in front. Yeah, yeah that's yep. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, keep going. Oh. Yeah. So uh, we drove home after, and and Beck and I just sort of looked at each other, and our exact words were like, "What the fuck just happened?" Yeah. Like, yeah. What? And we just went, "Whoa!" And we said wow, we kind of work really well together. And um, she start, we started talking about, she, like, she had a Bachelor of Education and really high, like, highly trained in Pirelli natural horsemanship. And I had, like, um, support work and life coaching. And, and um, we started, I said, I've always wanted to run a program where the horses are not 
um, the horses are the mentors, not the people, and yes. non-riding, and just going, yeah, yeah. So we sort of had a bit of a chat then about it, and um, a couple of days later, I had still had to go up and feed all these other horses and looking after them, and I hadn't washed my hair. I remember I hadn't washed my hair because it stunk of smoke. Yeah. And um, it was close to, I think it was Christmas Eve, and I had to go into like the local little shop. And I remember I pulled up and I could see all these stunning women walking into the supermarket and that obviously all been to their um, Christmas function. Yeah. So they had like all their nice dresses on and hair perfect. And I looked down and I went, oh, my God. So I had on a, like shorts and a stinky top mm. and I think I had rubber boots and I had shit in my hair. And I thought, oh, I've got to go in because it's Christmas Eve tomorrow. Yeah. And I remember as soon as I stepped into the shop, it was like I went underwater. Oh. Um, it was like I went into this bubble and I still didn't realise that that was stress affecting me from what I'd been through. Yep. So I went into this bubble and I didn't know what to buy. So I bought carrots for my horses and bones for the dogs. Beautiful. So obviously Christmas was going to be really exciting. Yep. <laughs> like, and I walked up and down and people were looking at me and I'm thinking I don't really care. And I bumped into my best friend and I hadn't seen her. She didn't know what I'd been to or anything. And she just goes, hi, how are you? And I'm like, oh, yeah, good. She goes, what have you been up to? I'm like, oh, well, here's the way I look, but blah, blah, blah. And then this lady, and then we had to do CPR, and then there was a fire. And then, and I just was going, and she's just standing there with her mouth open. And oh. then I, mm-hmm. and then I cried. And oh, I yep. ugly cried. I oh, ugly cried. cried. And Wait. she just held me. like oh, that is so beautiful. It, she it held all... me with my basket and my carrots and my phone and you but oh yes. and you were ugly crying in aisle nine with ugly the spaghetti crying. yes i think no i think it was actually near the dog food was aisle it? i yep. remember yeah aisle so three. people were looking at me sideways like who's this crazy freak and and i just wanted to yell at them i almost wanted to yes. go get the excuse me excuse me i've got an announcement um do you know that world war three broke out just up over that hill yep. like 20 minutes from here yep. there's people who have been to hell and back yep um but it wasn't those people's fault no. um but it was just more me going, like, how can life go on when there's been so much hell Yep, um, and, and has gone your, on up there? Everything hit you at once and you've gone into oh, yeah. a normal situation after being into that and it just all yeah. hit you at once. I'm so, And your yeah. friend was so meant to be there. Oh, yeah, and she's a big hugger. Yeah, like, she is nice. such a hugger. And I'm not a hugger. It's like, I'm one of those, like, okay, hug from a distance. Yeah. And I remember, like, years ago my marriage broke up I just going, yes, doing this, dealing with the kids, yep, yep, yep. And um, she rang me one day and I'm talking and I started crying. She's there, hold on, I'm on my way. Oh. And she just drove around and she only lived like six minutes away. And by the time she got down there, so you want a coffee? She goes, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Uh, uh, <laughs> she thought she was going to get a hug in because like, oh. I was upset that I pulled myself together. Oh, no. Like, but she was like, no, I'm all good, I'm all good. <laughs> um, yeah, would you Thanks. like a coffee? And she's going, oh. Damn yes, it. Okay. I drove all that way yeah. flat out thinking that, yep, yeah, and get a hug. Yeah. And, no, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, morning. so that's what um, wow. happened with that. And then Beck and I met up again and we just sort of sat down and developed the program. And um, then the media got hold of it. So, and, and this the is for page. Mains of Change. Mains of Change, yeah. yeah. She said, what should we call it? And I said, well, I wrote this name down. Yes. A few years ago. Yep. And, um, yeah. Isn't it amazing? So, Isn't the universe and spirit and everything? Like mm-hmm. when when you're able to, like there's little things you collect along the way, including what's happening, yeah. good and bad. You're collecting them 
and and even the mains are changed. Okay, I'll keep that. I'll remember that. I'll write yeah. it down. I'll put it in my pocket. And a couple of years later, here it is. That like and yeah. you collect them along the way. And everything does happen for a reason, even if it's really horrid. And, yeah. And and if you're aware of this, and you just keep collecting things along the way, and it all falls into line, it's amazing. Yeah. It is. And and when like I've been a big one that okay, plot change. We're doing this now. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's yeah. sort of like how I go. So. Yeah, so we started the business, media got hold of it, Weekend Sunrise on TV, and the business just went boom. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, so now we run out of three properties in South Australia and oh. one in Queensland. Oh, fair dinkum. So it's, it, mm. you have it in all different places? Yeah, so we have like little different hubs, yep. which are all at capacity, um, but now I'm also reaching out a bit more and my passion is educating people on the off-the-track thoroughbreds yes. and as a companion animal. So my, oh, yes. um, yeah, a ho- I like teaching, I call it a horse and soul experience mm-hmm. where they can come out and see the horses in the herd and and just to, um, people do not realise that the most common thing we hear is, I didn't know that about horses. Yeah. I did not know that about horses. Yeah. So I've always said that Mains of Change was double-sided. So change people's lives with horses but to change the horse's life by changing people's perception yeah. about oh, horses and that it's okay to have an unridden horse like it's okay to ride them but it's also oh, okay not to ride them because there's almost this stigma if you don't ride yeah like oh you've got a horse that you ride oh no like I hurt my back or the horse is lame or instead of just going you know what no I don't like really I get more connection on the ground or that horse is just my companion animal yep. I want them to be held in the same regard as someone going yeah I do dressage or whatever they do yeah that's right there is such a beautiful connection with horses and there's that and that connection and that powerful beauty that they're they're magnificent I can't think of enough words to describe because I know what you mean from growing up being around horses all the time it is just so special the connection and how they are it's oh I love what you do I'm I'm gonna chuck an ad in I'm so (laughs) I'm chuck an ad in um Chuck away. All right. Yes. Now, we're just going to have a word from our sponsors of Alana's Because I Can podcast. <laughs> okay. No, we're not. <laughs> I hit the wrong button. I'm going to try oh. again. I've hit, oh, I hit the wrong button. Here it's coming to me just a moment. Hello, happy psychic helpers. Oh, yes. I see a lot in your future, lady. I see a lot in Have your you future. called those other psychics only to be left feeling empty? You deserve better. Call Soul to Path Psychics and speak to someone who really cares. We believe our psychics are the best. Have a reading with one of our gifted psychics today. Call now, 1-800-886-000. Thank you from Soul to Path Psychics. They're our sponsor at Alana's Because I Can podcast. And so if anyone wants a reading ever, it's by phone. It's in six different countries. It's 24-7. So... Even if you wake up at 2 o'clock and think, oh, my God, I need a reading or there's something that's bothering you, they're gifted psychics 24-7 on the phone line. Just look up Soul 2 Path Psychics, um, whatever the ad said, and there you go. I'm too excited to get back to what we were saying. Okay, now where are we up to, Joe? I've got to ask um, you, how's the mozzies going? Yes. The mozzies getting out? Well, I've got the car. I, there's a few roos, like there's a few roos, and there's um, some baby bunnies. So <gasps> bunnies. But there's a story because I'm actually on the other side of the rabbit-proof fence, so they didn't read the rules. They so didn't. there's actually no because you get a massive fine in Queensland for um for having 
rabbits. Like, oh. yeah, because of damage they, they can cause. But out here, no, she's all good. They're, um, they just oh. do what they want. Yep, good Like on every them. other animal on this, um, yep, <laughs> on this on property. Them. It's like, okay. And you want to do that? That's fine. Bloody oath. And he's Braveheart. Mm. Is he there? Has he had his... Um... I can't see him. And that's probably, I'm thinking, I, they are going to scare the shit out of me because it is nearly <laughs> pitch black, right? Yep. And they are going to just waltz up and I'm going to see these massive white things. <laughs> like, I don't know. I keep looking in my revision mirrors because they should be here. Yep. Where are they? They might be they they hiding. Just... They're over there going, hey, let's sneak up on her when oh. she doesn't expect it. Oh, that will scare me. Like, Oh, it did scare me. Right. I know. Because well, like, out here, you, you don't realise in the middle of the bush, like it's pitch black. Yes. And you don't realise how pitch black until we've had a few, obviously, power failures out here and you sort of, you wake up and you go, it's really, I have to have a nightlight. Yeah. It is that black up here. Yep. Um, so I ended up back in Queensland. Obviously, that's probably going to confuse people. Why is she back on, oh, on the right. granite? Yes, okay. Yeah. So we'll get to, where, where are we up to? Oh, so after know. the fires and you've started yep, Mains started of Change. Yeah, started Mains. your mission. So you moved back to Queensland. Yeah, so I've always loved it up here. And after a couple of years of running Mains in South Australia, I realised that I wanted to come up and start one back on the granite belt where I left. Mm-hmm. And it was really like a reverse Thelma and Louise. It was really... Mm. Um, empowering for me to come back to a land that I loved because yes. when I left when I left and um my farm I cried all the way across Australia because I loved that lifestyle I loved my home yeah. I loved my friends I loved my animals and then I, I had to leave it all so it was a very hard I could have stayed there mm. and continued the life as I knew it and just make out everything was perfect or I could have stepped outside that you know, comfort zone and little did I know that I was about to be hit with quite a big, like a lot of whammies, but yep. all of those whammies made me who, um, oh, there's a critter. Sorry, it's a oh. What the hell is that? Oh, it's not a freaking bunyip, is it? What is that? Drop it. Oh, what is it? I wish I, I could see. What is it? I think, I think, oh, it's two rabbits. Oh, wow. Well, they special Friday night time. That is really... Are they really? <laughs> yes, that is a really weird sign, but sight because they're in there. Like, I've got the lights on. I can see at the cottage, and it's re- coming through that you can just see. And I had to turn my car lights on. <laughs> okay, they're okay. It is spring. <laughs> Let them be. <laughs> That's so funny. God, oh, do you know what they must be like? The the weirdos of the not weirdos. No, sorry, I don't mean like the um. A little bit out of the box in the rabbit world because instead of just going over under the tree or, you know, they're going, hey, let's go out and do it in public. There's a spotlight over there. Come on. They do. And the roof, like everything does it around me. Everything. Like, (laughs) and I have this really bad timing. I walked out there. Well, I I love doing photography. So up obviously here, there's some beautiful sunsets and um, I'm on this stunning property and there's a beautiful cheering shed and the sun always sits behind it. And there's one night I'm going, oh, my God. I saw the sunset from the shower, which sounds weird, but my bathroom is full glass. So it took me a while to realise that it's okay to shower. No one can see you. Except those bulls. No wonder they're bloody around you all the time. I know, right? So I came out to take this photo. I'm like, oh, no, there's a tree in the way. I better move further. And it was actually just on dark. And as any Australian know, when roos are out the most is sunrise and sunset. Yep. And um, I saw this roo and I thought, oh, you're right, mate. And um, Oh. And anyway, then I heard another noise. I turn around and he's, he's standing up. I'm there, really? Now? You want to rumble now? Like, I don't really want to. Um, 
want to take photos. Um, so I'm watching him and go, you just stay there. And he's like, Woof, up like, you know how they just do that. But he wasn't a big one, but he, he thought he was. Oh, okay. And um, yes. so they can still hurt you. Oh, hell so I'm their yeah. Mate, I'm their mate, stay there. And he kept coming. Oh. I don't think this is a good idea. So he kept coming. And I'm like, oh. what is wrong with you? But he was loving up on a girl. Oh. And so he was upset that he had to let go of her. Oh. So in the end, did it was like a horror movie. <laughs> I did. It was like a horror movie. So I had to run back to my cottage and shut the door and skip. Skip that bell. And he's like, he's like one of those fake kangaroo hands. Oh, no. Knocking on my door. Oh, no. Oh, piss off, skip. And I was inside going, this is because there's a really bad Australian movie about a kangaroo. It is. Horrendous, but it is about this fake kangaroo, which is literally like a stuffed roo with a broom up its bum. Like it's just. <laughs> Are you talking about Skippy or a different movie? No, no, no. This is actually a horror movie for for a killer roo. Oh no! Not is it like well, Cujo it, that was the killer dog, but this is the killer kangaroo? Uh, Terrible. Ah, uh, so I thought, okay, like <laughs> he was pissed you know, off. You he was angry, him. and I'm like, oh my god! So then I was having this whole OCD about this roo. So then I feed the possums. I've got possums in my roof. Mm. So then it was time to feed the possums. I'm like, oh, I'll get their apples. Shit, left the apples in the car. So oh, then man. I had to walk out, but I couldn't see Keller because it was pitch black. <laughs> so then I'm going, oh, my God, where's my torch? And being the good country girl, as soon as I moved here, I bought myself a, this massive, like, Bear Grylls torch that lights up all of Queensland. <laughs> so I'm there, where's my Bear Grylls torch? Yep. And I couldn't find it, but it was in the car. Oh, so I had to go hell. out and have my back to, Killer. and this, by this point, Killer, in my mind, was 33 feet tall, yes. like Godzilla Killer. <laughs> yep. And I had to get my apples and my torch, and then all the power went outside. <gasps> so I thought Killer has done something. I, he, so oh, then, no. I know. Killer's right? inside. So then, no, he's round at the power box no. going, I'll get Oh, him. my God. Oh, my God. So With then these little my fake And I only had 5%. I'm thinking... <gasps> What if something really bad happens? But then oh my God. I was so smart when I bought my fancy torch, you can charge your phone on your torch. Oh, thank you, Bear Grylls. And it's not even, I don't even know who made the no, torch. I know. I just but it the... was like I could charge my torch. Oh, your phone. So I sat in there like, yeah, I could charge my phone. So I sat in there like I was like, yep, oh. this is okay. This is all good. And, yeah, so I've learned, um, yeah, oh don't take God. photos on dusk. Yep. And Unless the, you're on a quad bike, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because you can run or you can just like yep. get up and we'll have a bit more. But when, um, yep. yeah, because they, and especially they can if do a bit of damage. Yeah, if you interrupt them and they're in the middle of Dutton, he's going to yeah. be like, excuse me, I'm in the middle of I something, know. bugger off. Yeah. And then, as because you said, the little Skippy paw, if anyone ever saw little, Skippy, yeah. they had the fake paw and Skippy could drive helicopters and make sandwiches and save uh, everybody, he was, everything Skippy, in his pouch. Skippy was one of our prime ministers, I think, as well. <laughs> he was just like... I think, and you know what, she was... He was the captain on the Titanic. Yeah. And was. <laughs> Amazing. And, you know, he, he could fix cars, anything. Yeah. He was like Sing. the Australian MacGyver. Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> and he's... And funny thing, because it's supposed to be a girl, because, you know, pouch, and then... Oh, yeah. They, and they'd put... CBs here. Skip, take that to someone. Take the CB. Yeah, like Jerry, Jerry in the helicopter. Yeah, and and you'd see his little paw going into her into the pouch. Yeah, and he'd pull out bloody toolboxes and God knows yep. what ba- in that pouch. Bailing twine. Yeah, bailing twine oh. and duct tape. 
That's it. Bobby pins to, you know, make yeah. a bomb or fix anything else, Skippy, and yeah. the little fake paw. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that's what I mean, that fake paw, like yeah. a back scratcher, because you can buy them Yes, on the Gold Coast. And, and, and you know, it's an Australian shop. Yep. The killer was had one of those. That was his own Paul knocking on the door saying, "Get out of here!" Oh, that was so scary. Oh. So scary, and it, it just made me realise I just have to be a bit more cautious because yeah. I'm out here by myself. And then yeah. um, a few weeks after that, I fell down the rabbit hole oh. and did an Alice in Wonderland and broke a bone in my foot. Oh shit! And um, yeah, so I had to wrap my foot in horse bed wrap oh, and God. drive myself to hospital. Oh. But it just makes you just have to be aware, not alarmed. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so you have to be aware of your surroundings, and you don't do stupid things when you're out here by yourself because, like, obviously there's snakes. There's yep. Um, you know, there's bulls. Bull, bulls. Bull, male cows. Um, <laughs> there's wedge tail eagles. Oh, beautiful. Ticks. There's leeches. Yeah. There's um, there's yep. a fair bit going on, and then you've got me. Yep. I'm, In the middle of it all. Yep. I all of everything you just said then I just remember the farm life and I remember when I first when I was little I was just had no fear whatsoever and we yeah. had a big dam and there was um we had crawl bobs in there I don't know if people know yeah we call them crawl bobs they're like little yabby fresh yabby. yabby things like crawl bobs yeah whatever they're called in that's what we called them in the dam yeah. and we used to go crawl bum but we'd ride the horses in there you know just with the bridle I'd stand up on my horse's bum as he was swimming yeah. through the dam as if I was surfing and there was just no fear I just yeah. absolutely loved it it's and I remember getting the first leech on me and I was like oh um, like <laughs> ooh. well I didn't know we had leeches up here oh, and I'm quite like um okay so that's that like mm. you know okay oh and then oh my god so the other night, like I'm really, I know we've got spiders and we've got these big huntsmen. The other night I'm going to get in the shower. So ready to hop in the shower. I put my hand over near the t- tissue box and then it was like two fingers came over. And I just had this oh. whole moment of, is cousin it here? What the hell is that? What the hell is that? Like my brain could not comprehend the size of these things. And oh then it God. was a huntsman. The size of my hand. Oh my god! But he had this nerve to put his little—not little—his feet over and this to say, um, "I don't give a shit who you are. Yep. I don't give a shit that you're about to get in the shower. Mm-hmm. This is my tissue box. Piss off. off. Yep, that's it. And he's got you at the oh. moment where you're vulnerable because obviously, yeah, because I've got nothing on. That's right. And it's like, and I got a bloody huntsman, oh, and then oh. I do the whole. I can't kill you because, like, yep. you're alive. Yeah, that's. So it. then I do the. Okay, I'll just go get the broom, and if you just hop on there, life will be good. But no. he went, no, nah, don't really do brooms. No. But what I will do is run around this bathroom so you can chase me in the nude. <laughs> and I hope no one knocks at the door because you look like an idiot. So then eventually he jumps back on the tissue box. So I'm there, all right, mate, you're done. You're out. So we've got louvers like, on all the glass yeah. around the bathroom. So I hit the box. So he goes out in the louver. But he was on the louver. So as I shut it, he come back in. And I'm there, are you oh, kidding me? Oh, how clever. Uh, he was so clever. So then he, I had to open the louvers again, and this time he got a flick, right, oh, just flick. Yep. So he just went through the air, and he was okay, and um, he's happy. Yep. So he, he just he went for a bit of a ride, like us going yeah, on a roller coaster. Yeah, but it was a game coaster. changer. Yeah. It was a game changer. Like I've had, oh, yeah, mm. well, so much. Right. Yeah. So well, now we have to, but I've got to ask, are the rabbits finished? I'm sorry. Are they they have. Hold on. Just let me turn the lights on. Like some creepy old lady watching them. They wanted you to have the lights on. That's Excellent. why they're over there in the lights. Yeah, I've just got one here now. Oh. 
Yeah, I got one here just being all bashful in my life. Oh, they oh. make me they're, they're strange rabbits because they lay flat. Like, they freeze in fear almost, like, you can't yeah. see me, can't see me. And in the end, you go, mate, I can see you, yeah. and so is my will in a minute. If you could just do the move. whole, I'm not worried. Yeah, just move, mate. Just mm. move. Um, yeah, Poor they're just some things. freaky little, I know, I know. But he's um he's gone into the grass now. So. Oh, good they're, they're, they're all happy. Uh, I bet the, the blokes over off having a cigarette and the girls going, I wonder if I should have done yeah. that. It was in public. The lights were on. I know. The lights were on. I, I hope he calls home. I don't know if anyone was home, but the lights were on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, now what are we going to do? I'm going to do a very quick um, suggestion time. So okay. if I hit the right button. Okay. <laughs> Just, Just a quickie. Oh, what is with that bloody button? I hit the wrong <gasps> one. Oh! <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Hang on, I'll get there. Gather round the campfire. It's suggestion time. Okay, listeners, now, uh, if you've heard my podcast before, you know every now and then I have a little suggestion time. Uh, Now, what it is today, it's just a suggestion, so it's never to tell you what you should do or anything like that, but my suggestion is hug your animals. They are just so much love to give you, and it's not only good for them, you hugging them, it is good for you. It's healing, it's heartwarming, it's a connection with them, and I just absolutely think that everybody should hug their animals. What do you think, Jo? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yep. I agree. Yep. Of course, the, and, it's what I do every day. Yep, me too. And and they really do know. And when if when you come home, if you, even if you've only been out for half an hour or something, and you know your dog or cat or whatever animal you have, huntsman spiders and dutton rabbits. Yeah. Like if they yeah leeches. Yep, leeches. Yep. If they're Skippy's fake kangaroo paw with uh you know helicopter driving well, skills, when you come killer. home, <laughs> kill, kill a Skippy, then. You know, say to them, hello, how are you going? And be happy. Because yeah. imagine like if when you're a kid or if if there's a kid and they're wanting your attention and going, oh, hello, 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 and, and you just walk in the door and go, yeah, hello, and go and do your thing. And that poor yeah. child has been standing there going, I've been waiting for you to come home and now you just ignore yeah. me. That's like the animals feel like that too. So even if my dog that's 18, my beautiful dog, she's 18, and if, if she gets up to come into the room to see what I'm doing, I, no matter what, even if I just saw her five minutes ago, I make such a big deal and go, oh, hello, yeah. how are you going? Oh, good on you. My goodness me, you walked all that way here just to see what I'm doing. Like just yeah. talk to them, be nice to them, hug them and, and love them most of all. So that is my suggestion time. Okie dokie. <laughs> Now, we're coming to the end of this, Joe. Mm-hmm. I, I must tell you again, I'm in awe of you and your gift. Oh, you are the animal you. whisperer and your stories, your connection with animals, your the way you tell them, your funniness. <laughs> I could just sit here and talk to you like for days and days on end. I, oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I just think you are such a special, gifted person. And oh. thank goodness that you're gift and that you know you have it and and you've got better and better and better at it and all the animals that you help oh my god thank you so much the animal oh, whisperer so now what else do you want to tell us so you've you've moved back to queensland you've got mains of chain mains, mains of change up here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um living my best life in a little cottage i yeah. um i plan to write one day because if i get told one more time to write a book 
I will. I would be a millionaire if someone I had a dollar for every time. But it, it is just time, and I love talking. I love telling my story. So yeah. perfect scenario would be for me just to tell someone and they can write it. Yeah, like, absolutely. You just write it for me, mate. Be like, yeah, um, yep. yeah. Because I think it's quite empowering to and for women um, that you don't have to stay if, if things aren't working out, and it's okay to start again, no matter how mm-hmm. old you are. Yes, and just to live in the moment and that's why the horses are so powerful just to to be in nature and live in the moment and it's okay like it's it's just okay like there's no right and wrong it's just okay yep and who gives a shit yep like it's your life there's no like you do what makes you you yep don't care about trying to be someone else absolutely i i love that and the when when you were saying before that you just saw and heard like mains of change when Mm -hmm. I was I was in a um, an abusive relationship, and mm-hmm. just horrid. I was such a shell of myself. I couldn't yeah. think properly. Couldn't, and I don't regret any of that time. There was horrid, no. horrid, horrid, horrid things that happened. But but as you said too, it, it's made me who I am, and I don't regret that time yeah. because it's brought me to where I am yeah. now. And I it's- kept seeing and hearing because um, I I get things as well. I don't have the yeah, absolute gift like you did, but I kept seeing. I see things written, and it was because okay. I can, because I can, because I can, and I see it like uh, it's written in front of me, like yeah. So I kept seeing that, not, and, and I was wondering, I wonder what that is. So I just wrote down because I can, and this is while there I was in go. the middle of the the um horrible uh domestic, yeah. you know, abusive relationship, whatever. Yeah, I couldn't even decide what to wear of a morning, not because I was bloody um oh what will I wear? It was because I'd get called names and. And wow. it just gets you to the point you can't think straight to do the most basic thing. Well, but, you, you lose all um, trust in yourself. I yeah. think that's the thing. You don't – and you think your self-worth is just gone. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. No confidence whatsoever. And everything yeah. that, that I I'd, I'd used to do, I just shriveled down. I couldn't even, as I said, most basic thing – what what low wear to? I couldn't even think of that. Yeah. So, But I kept seeing wow. because I can. And then one day I – and I could hear it too. I heard book. So I'm going, okay. oh, it's a book, it's a book. As soon as I sat, sat down to start writing, I wrote down because I can, well, it just all flowed out from there and it was just, and if I wow. sat down to start writing and I'd let it, because sometimes I can do automatic writing anyway, it had just Yeah, I can out. too. Yeah. Yes, isn't it awesome? That's how I write all my pieces about the horses. They are normally at 2 o'clock in the morning, I wake up, I type them into my phone and then I put them online and they just go boom across around the world. Yes. Uh, and it's not me riding. I don't know who's riding, but it's about my passion and the horses. Yeah, same. Oh, I love it. And and how, because I read everything that, that you write, it is so special and so gifted and so beautiful. That's why with your book, I think you should write it because you have such a special yeah. way of doing it. And, and doing the automatic writing, like I've done that too where I've just gone – I might be writing a song and I know it's not me writing it and then yep, other times exactly. I'll know it is me. But sometimes I'll go, okay, what do you need? What 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 is it? What, what is it you want to yeah. say? And I'll write all these things. A lot of times it was Native American things and all sorts of things that I didn't even know about. I do know wow. a lot about that because I've had that all my life, yeah. this Native American thing. But I'd be writing things going, oh, okay, and I'd read it the next morning and go, and it just wasn't my wording, it wasn't, you know, but it's such yeah. a special thing to be able to do that. And that's what, with the Because I Can, when I kept saying that and then realised it was book, so a uh, book, so I wrote the book 
Um, Some of it channeled, some of it from me. And then I wrote a song called Because I Can. And now we have the podcast, Alana's Because I Can. Yeehaw! So, huh. so I know it, know what you mean about seeing and, and hearing things like that, like Mains yeah. of Change. And that's, you know, yeah. you, you keep that and go, I wonder what that's, it's going to be something, what's that going to be? And there mm. you go. And Love I knew it. it was to do with horses, yeah. Yep, absolutely. Now, we can, we can just keep talking and talking. We might do I a part know. two. What do you reckon? I reckon that would be a great idea. Oh, fantastic. And it, and we'll make it at night too so you can go out there and see what, what else we'll be dotting in the headlights yeah, for the quite, next time. It's quite light out here, so I'm oh, quite – Yeah, we must have – oh, there's the moon. It's nearly a full moon. Oh, there you go. Oh, see? gosh, it'll be busy tonight. Busy tonight in the bush. Yeah, they'll be all out romancing yeah. each other. I wonder where Killer is. He might be out there sharpening Killer, yeah, I'm going to drive over. And my possum. So I've worked out now, instead of cutting the um, apples up for the possum, mm. because, you know, let's do a bit of a workout. So I now stand out there on the deck and I can ping <laughs> an apple between the eaves and the roof in that little gap. And oh. so they basically have breakfast in bed. So I just throw, I'm even. <laughs> I'm either knocking the possums out because I was sick of the shit. I was sick of the possum shit on the deck. So now I think, you know what, guys, you can have your feed and just shit in the roof because I don't even, I can't see or smell that. That's so right. I stand out there like a Fruit Loop pinging apples between the eaves and it's only a little gap. I'm a dead eye dick. And, um, <laughs> yeah. Dick. You better explain <laughs> that one. A dead eye dick. I have a good eye. Like I'm good at shooting hoops. I'm good at, like, I can paying billiards dead eye dick i can just throw <laughs> the apple and get it in this gap and it's right. in the roof so nothing to really do with dicks people we didn't know just dead eye dick. and you're not actually <laughs> knocking the possums out either no so they go up there and they come out as, a, as the sun goes down so i always have yeah the fruit for them but i've just had this brainwave because I wonder if I can get the apple up there and once i go down it's like game on because i'm one of those <laughs> can you do it well let me show you yeah so yeah, I do it. And then uh, the next morning, I actually had a really sore shoulder. It took me a while to remember that I was pinging apples because I was trying to get my eye in. So it was quite, it was about 20 goes. Like, oh. but yeah, yeah, I got it. And so now it's like, it. ding. Oh, yeah. wow. Bloody hell, we mm, might have to put you in. Killing. Oh, multitasking, multi talented. We put you in with the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, I am a dead eye dick with shooting hoops. Dead eye dick. You're quite good at netball. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't you heard that before? No, but I'm going to use it. <laughs> I thought everybody heard dead idea. No, it must be a South Australia thing because we're in Queensland. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, well, people, yeah. now you've learned all sorts of sayings besides mm. everything else and being entertained. You've learned so many sayings. <laughs> so we're going to have a part two with you, Joe, and I want to Lovely. say the biggest thank you for sitting out there thank in the you. paddock so that you get reception on your phone for letting us know what's happening and about the rabbits Dutton and the you know as I know, right? as we're talking. I wonder if they kind of know that they're on a podcast. I, I think you know, and they're going, "Come on, give it a go." I wonder how that the male rabbit you know talked talked Marjorie into. Having a daughter on yeah, the Yeah, he, he probably talking. he's like it's all about ego. Yeah, yeah. he he would have been going. No, you'll be right. Come on. Yeah, I'll uh, yeah. I'll buy you dinner. Or something. That's mm. right. Mm. Right. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Joe Harmer Mains from Mains of Change. You are the most extraordinary 
person. Thank you on behalf of all the animals. They asked me to say that. And for everything that you do, for your kindness, for your gift, for the beautiful person that you are. Not just so gifted in in your actual gift of knowing about animals, what animals are, how you are saying that you can feel it and and that you know all of that, which we're going to get into uh, in part two where you can talk more about that as well, your special gift. But for your kindness for your special gift of writing for for everything that you do I am just so honored that you took the time to sit in the paddock and talk with us thank you so so honored so we'll talk in part two which is coming up very very soon with Joe Harmer from Mains of Change so thank you Joe. thank you For all info, go to www.alanafitzgerald.com.au. I've been a few too many W's there. Anyway, thanks for listening to Alana's Because I Can podcast.